Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Up Radio. My name is Michael Harris. I'm host of the show. We got an amazing guest today. I want to dive right in. Our guest is really a world-class and world-renowned yoga teacher, seminar leader. She's done so much. In 2007, she won the USA Yoga Championship and the World Yoga Championship. She has her own studio, which is an incredible facility in Mountain View, California. They teach Bikram yoga, they teach family yoga, yin yoga, hot Pilates. They've really got a well-rounded studio. And now she's also married and has a one-and-a-half-year-old son that loves to play with cars and probably does a little <laughs> bit of yoga in the family yoga classes, too. So... Cynthia Weir, welcome to our show. I'm so excited you're here today. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be, to, to do this. This is yeah. great. Yeah. First, the first thing I, I want to talk to you about is the name of your studio. I didn't actually mention it, but can you mention the name of your studio and what it means? Because yeah. I, I love what you've done with it. Yes. So um, I actually, I have a, I have a, business, a co-partner. Her name is Barbara. And when we were rebranding, we were thinking of what we could name our studio. And um, we wanted to stick with a B word because um, to keep the acronym because everyone called it BYMB. So uh, she actually came up with the uh, name of the studio. Uh, and we were inspired by a beautiful place um, near us it's, uh, in Woodside. It's maybe about half an hour away from me. And it's called Filoli Gardens. Mm -hmm. And Filoli stands for Fight, Love, Live. Filoli, Fight, Love, Live. And that's how Bometra came about. Bometra stands for Body, Mind, Transformation. Bometra. And that's how that came to be. I, I love that. Is that in the Urban Dictionary yet? I don't think so. No. I, I think it belongs uh, in It's not really used for anything. Um, it's a common, I think it's a common last name in some parts of India. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But it doesn't really have, I don't recall it has much meaning. Or I think I... I don't remember if I found something, but I, it's been a while, so. Yeah. Well, let's dive into um, a little bit of yoga. Now, you started yoga in New York City. Your first class was a Jiva Mukti class. Yes. Um, when it was, was my It was my first official class. I had done okay. yoga through college, but I didn't really... I don't know what that was called. <laughs> but it was, they, called, they called it yoga, but it was more of like a warm-up. Sure, warm-up stretching type class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so what, what inspired you to, to go into a, a real yoga class, I'll call it a real yoga class, at the Jiva Mukti studio? Um, just through a friend. She had been practicing, and I had kind of stressed how the yoga at, um, in our warm-up, acting's warm-up program was like, what, what, like, I was like, what is this? And she's like, oh, well, this is not really yoga let me take you to a real yoga class. So um, she took me to uh, Jiva Mukti and I had absolutely no idea, like mm -hmm. zero. I had zero knowledge of yoga. I mean, like nothing. Um, 
So uh, I went to my first class. I don't really remember though who taught the class. This was when I was like 19, so it's been a while. Or 18, 18 or 19. And um, it was amazing. Like it was the class. It was just one of those classes. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> um, I was sweating just from the beginning breathing exercise, but they, it's not, 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 not the Bikram breathing. I don't remember what we did. It was just standing still, inhaling and exhaling. And I think with the energy of the room, like I could feel the energy of a class for the first time mm -hmm. um and yeah i was i was hooked the moment the first class so and you 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 were a dancer actress at the time no just acting i'm i wouldn't call myself a dancer i mean i love <laughs> dancing but yeah. i'm not like i'm not a professionally trained dancer or or gymnast people always ask me if i had that background but I did a little bit of it, but nothing, I wouldn't say I, you know, I was a dancer, yeah. um, but acting, uh, that's always been my thing. I've always enjoyed performing since I was a little girl. And um, that's how I, <clears throat> that's what I did in college. I got my uh, degree in uh, my BFA in theater. So. Wow. Yeah. So when you started out, did you have any particular injuries? Were you stressed out? Were you tight? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, no, not really. I was, I guess I was tight, in, you know, in the general sense of, of like being a beginner to yoga, but I did have some natural flexibility for sure, which grew over the years. I mean, I, I, I uh, got more flexible as after I won the championships. Um, but I think in college, I don't know, you know, it's like everyone has their downs. I don't know if it was depression or whatnot, um, but I felt even though like New York is a very tough place. So um, I think I went through the ups and downs of like be being in, you know, in college and away from my parents. And I think that the yoga definitely, definitely helped me um, begin to learn to love myself or like who I, who I am and accept rather than, you know, um, reject. And, uh, yeah, I got like my first taste in like ownership of who I, who I am, who I am. Mm -hmm. And so how long were you doing Jiva Mukti? Because I know that at some point you also tried some Bikram yoga, the hot yoga. Yes. So I, practiced Jiva Mukti and also all different other kinds. I did some Ashtanga, not at Jiva Mukti. So I, I did, I did, Jiva Mukti was like my home base for five years. And then I did a little bit of hopping around the city. I don't remember some of the names of the studios, but I just hopped and took classes from different people, did Ashtanga a little bit. And then some of the teachers left Jiva Mukti and did their own thing. Um, so I kind of followed a few of those teachers wherever they went, teachers that resonated with me. Um, and I was at the same time after I finished, after I graduated from college, I was a temp working in a company and um, I, was moving around and I had a kind of a temporary temp job in Times Square and that was really far away from Jiva Mukti so I was like I need to find a, a closer studio to me whatever I was like let me just find something and it happened to be Bikram Yoga on 48th and 8th 
So, um, which I know just, just recently closed, which is so sad. Um, but that was my first Bikram yoga experience. Um, I don't remember who taught the class. I think really, I will, I think it was a teacher trainee who had just finished training. Um, and it was, it was, it was so, it was a different, like I, I wasn't planning to go back after that first class. Oh, really? You, you, you hated it? or I hated it because it was so different than what I had. It's very different. If you do Ashtanga and you do um, like a lot of kind of vinyasa flow um, and chanting and music, um, which there's none of that in Bikram. So I was like very, I just didn't like it. But... Um, I always, this is the story. My story is that two hours after I took my first Bikram class, I was like, I was just like flying. I was, I was like, why do I feel so good? Like I felt like I had a lot of coffee and I hadn't had any. So I was like, hmm, maybe it's something to do with that class. So I, I just gave it another shot. So I went back and I, and I practiced. So that kind of started like a very minimal Bikram practice, but I was still heavily doing Jomoksi and other, other kinds of yoga. Yeah. Um, and then I, so that, that was my beginning like life of yoga. And then when I moved to LA, that's when my whole Bikram chapter began. Because you, you moved to LA and actually a place that was close to a Bikram studio there, like around the corner or something. So. Yeah. So I left New York just shortly after 9-11, like a week before 9-11, not after, a week before 9-11. <clears throat> and my goal was to move to L.A. to pursue my acting career. I wanted to mm -hmm. be a famous actress. Um, and my, one of my family members also was moving down there. So he actually got the apartment. Mm -hmm. I didn't see the apartment. I just knew I had a place to live. And my, par my parents drove me down. I just learned how to drive ever in my life, which is another. Well, you didn't need to in New York, you know. Yeah, and then I lived different. in Asia most of my life too, prior to that, so I never had to drive. Um, and it happened, so I, I was, well, I moved into this apartment in Culver City, and I was on my, I was searching for a close yoga studio, and it said, "Oh, Bikram Yoga," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Granted, Michael, I did not know that Bikram was a person. I knew zero, like didn't know it was a person. I think that's true with a lot of people. They just don't know. Even even today when they come into a Bikram studio, right. they don't they know. That don't it's a know. Mm -mm. Yeah. So I go there and, you know, first of all, finding it was a bit tricky because it's down the alleyway and then you make us little, I was like, what, where am I going? <laughs> um, so I ended up going in there and started taking classes. And shortly I discovered that he was a real person. <laughs> and um, I, at the time though I was working, I found a job at the mall at the Beverly Center. Mm -hmm. so I was working there, I'd never worked in a mall before. So that was, and that's quite new. A everything was new yeah. to me. Yeah. But I took it on with excitement. Like I, that's the change I wanted. I wanted a change. And, that was what was going on. And then um, I started just getting really, they suck you in. Headquarters just somehow sucks you <laughs> in. 
and I got sucked in. Um, but it, I mean, it's all 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 good in a good way. Um, sure. And I ended up uh, working there. So I I left my job at the mall to work at headquarters. And I was actually class? making more money at headquarters than I was at the mall. So I was like, oh. <laughs> and I get yoga. Every day or? How, were you practicing every day? Yes. Yeah. I was practicing every day at the time. Um, uh, or, well, I think, no, I take that. Like when I started working there, I started practicing every day. Um, I actually, I remember now I was still going to the gym because I loved the gym. Because in New York, I was also doing gym the gym so I was doing gym and yoga but then when I started working for Bikram um, I start I just started doing yoga every day yeah and how, how did that change did you did you find that your practice accelerated because I know you've worked hard for your very yoga. long time yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh it's really hard I think yeah I was I, I was improving I think for me personally the first three years of Bikram three or four years I struggled with the breathing, breathing in the class. I was always that girl that had to either like, you know, take a moment, I put my hands on my knees and kind of like catch my breath because I think my lungs were um, expanding um, and getting better. So in the beginning, it was, that was one of the challenges was just catching my breath and my heart rate was, would go really high. Um, and then I think it was after like three or four years, I was like, I was I was able to withstand like a whole class and, mm -hmm. and get stronger and um, the whole flexibility thing though like that just came way after I became a teacher. Yeah. I was naturally flexible, but meaning like flexibility with intention, flexibility with alignment and thought, flexibility with. Um, you know, with just consciousness, not like, oh, I'm flexible and I can do this. You so, know? so there's almost a difference between flexibility, good flexibility, and almost that flexibility where you open. And I don't necessarily just mean that physical opening. I mean that internal energetic opening. Is that yes. what you're talking about? Absolutely. That was it. That was it. Like truly focusing on not just flexibility, but everything else. Because I had the flexibility, but I needed everything else to go with that, to yeah. create this shape, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to create this asana that, that, um, yeah. And you were taking class a lot from like Bikram, Rajasri, Emmy. Yeah, when I first started, so I started practicing there, I think, uh, like fall of, two, like very late 2001 or early 2002. Um, and I recall, I, I remember seeing the teacher trainings going on. And I, but at that time, I wasn't working for Bikram. I think I started working for him fall of 2002. Mm -hmm. um, so spring 2002, I would go. And my teachers were, yeah, Bikram and Kalyan and Cindy Kaufman, mm -hmm. Mira Portense, Juan. Um, those were some of the few teachers that I practiced a lot. Um, what's her name? Oh, I don't remember. It'll come to me. But yeah, there's a, there's a few more teachers. And Roger Tree. Yeah, of course. And when, when, when did you jump into um, the advanced class? Did you do that pretty quickly once you were there? No, I did it. I started it right after teacher training. 
Oh. I was actually invited to take a dance class with Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then when Jason saw me and didn't know who I was, he was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, so I went after training. I went after teacher training. I took, em- I took Emmy's class and um, she, she was very hard on me, my first <laughs> class. It took me a month after I did my first advanced class to come back. Really? I, I, I felt really like ashamed. I was like, oh my God, I suck. <laughs> and then she said some funny things, um, but it was all, she was right. I mean, she, she, she said it was, you know, she said it was right. But at the time I was like, yeah. um, so I went back and then it was like, then it was just like, she just worked with me. Like she just, she just taught me. And then the competition started shortly after I, became yeah. a teacher like literally weeks like two weeks after I became a teacher I was competing yeah wow In the first now, ever competition the, the the, um, going back a, a moment for the advanced class a lot of people don't even realize that the Bikram system that there's beginning 26 and 2 and then there's the advanced class and much of the beginning class um, having done a lot of it myself and, and advanced a lot of, in L.A. at one point, you take the beginning class first to warm up for the advanced class. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, would, I would teach, take, take. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my schedule three days a week. Teach, take, take. Teach, take, take. That's a, not a bad schedule. No. Um, sorry. Oh, what happened? oh, there you go. Yes, um yeah that was uh that was my schedule for for quite some time and then 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 you started mentioning the competition what happened when you started doing that and especially you know the idea that competition is not part of yoga and and all of that and and what your experience was as you started getting into that because you know it's like People don't think that there's competition, but I think yoga, you know, you're driving down the street and are you going to go to yoga or you could go do something else? And that may not be the traditional thought that we think of as competition, but that's competition of, of in your mind, you know, deciding what to do, where to go. And, you know, those two different thoughts are competing. So what, what was your experience when you started it? What like what I thought about it when it first started? Um, I, I, well, it was all new to me. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I just knew there was a format that I had to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until maybe year two or year three that I was like, oh, you know, um, this is something that's making my practice better, right? Um, and. I was just becoming more aware and conscious of like every single thing because in the three minutes you're on the stage, but your consciousness level just it, you're 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 in it, you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in terms of like competition, competition, yeah, I mean we've had this this backlash, so to say, of like how can yoga can be a competitive sport, but you're right. Like everything in our life is competitive. When you go into a yoga room and you're on your yoga mat, what are you competing against? You're competing against your mind. You're competing against your breath. 
the thoughts in your mind, thoughts competing against one another in your mind. So um, I know this has been said before in, in other um, interviews and articles out there, but it's, it really is a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a sacred spot on a stage that you get to share who you are. And um, there is a judging method like other, you know, like other competitions, but as an athlete, the whole idea is it's, it's you against you, you against your breath, you against your mind. And what happens from that is, is a story is told in three minutes. So um, I think that when you go to see these things and you go backstage and you meet the athletes or you talk to them, that's what they're going to tell you, that they're doing it for themselves. They're doing it for the love of yoga, for inspiration. And I mean, it's like, what is wrong with, there's nothing wrong with that. That's like a, a great thing that we can do is to inspire and to get more people to, to try something new. Yeah. Um, and I no. think it just gets ugly. We, we all, you know, our culture, we're always looking for that negative thing. We're always looking for something. We want to, we want to, we want to put a shadow on the good stuff. We always, that's part of our culture. So that's exactly what, you know, I think like our society does like yoga competition. Oh, it's inspiring. It's great. Oh, but it's, it's not the right way. Like what is the right way? You know, like, yeah. yeah. So when, when, when you won in 2007, Mm -hmm. first at the USA and then the world. Do you remember what was going through your mind at the time? Um, yeah, I do. I was literally in a space of complete um, excitement and freedom. And when I say freedom, um, I wasn't planning to compete the year that I won. I actually very strongly told myself that I was not going to do any more competition after 2006 mm -hmm. for various, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and um, at the time I was working, I had moved to Northern California and started working with Michelle Bernard and Bikram Yoga San Jose, um, who's my best friend. And she was, she was considering, she was going to compete. She's like, Oh my gosh, you should do this with me. We could, we could do this together. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this again. And, and then like, I don't know, I somehow ended up doing it, but I was in such a place of like, of, of like let it, letting go. I just, I didn't care. 2006 prior, I was caring so much. I cared so much about everything. And 2007, I was like, I don't care if I come last. I was like, I, I remember telling people, I'm like, I'll throw myself a party if I come last. <laughs> so like, right. I was that, like, I was, there was a little bit of anger, a little bit of excitement and all this freedom. And I just was like, let's do this, like gung-ho. And then, um, and that's what happened. So what was going through my mind was just like, music i was listening to music music was going through my mind you know my father was sick i was dedicating all my energy and my practice and my my performance to him and i was just like this is a this was just a fun another day yeah. having fun experience yeah. and then when i actually won i was like omg like what just happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was well, really then, then after that you spent a year or so 
traveling around and talking mm -hmm. about yoga and doing seminars and demonstrating. Yep, I. Um, you and Kate. In about six months, six, yeah. six months on a year, like six, seven months of traveling with Kay Ha, uh -huh. who was our champion. And we, we were kind of the first champions to do a tour of any kind. And yeah, we started, uh, our first trip was to Portugal. We part of, did a yoga thing there. We traveled to Singapore. We went to Paris. We went to um all over the U.S., New York, Texas. Yeah, we did the whole. We did a, an amazing tour, and it was that was when my practice actually changed. Really, during that tour. Yeah, how, because how I was demonstrating all the time, so it was like competition. In competition, you're on it right all the time. So when you're demonstrating, you're on it, and it was just like my body just totally changed after being on it for like six months. Yeah, yeah, wow. Now, to today, you, you're not doing the competitions, but you're judging. Yep. Yeah, and you, you're doing that in California as, as well as international? Um, I'm not doing international right now. That involves some traveling, um, but I'm doing, I did the regionals last year, and I did the, the, the latest nationals in um, Lynchburg, Virginia. We were at the State Games of America. Mm -hmm. And um, I am judging again this season, and um, there are some new rules and, and you know, a little bit of a different format this year, which is very different from previous. So um, that should be interesting. And you know, with any sport, things change and evolve. Um, you either go with the waters, or you go, or you go against the waters. Up to you. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think over the years? has maybe been your biggest challenge that you've overcome with yoga or, or maybe something that came about that maybe you, you didn't know, maybe it was the competition, maybe it was something else, maybe it was something personal that, that shifted. Um, I know when your dad passed that that was um, yeah. a challenge. Um, yeah, I mean, everything in life, you, there's so many challenges, so many, and whether it's an injury or the death of a parent um, or, or even having a child has been the biggest challenge. Like I don't practice, I barely practice as much as I used to and which is fine. I'm actually so at peace with that. I'm not, I'm not at home going, oh my God, I really wish I'd be practicing every day. Like I am not in that space. Yeah. So I'm actually really happy with myself that I am not in that space. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, yoga too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I am still teaching a lot and I am practicing just not, not every day. And definitely I have some hip and back stuff that uh, came about of years and years of, of probably overdoing it. Yeah. Just, you know, it's like, you're like, Oh, well, how can you do like, how could yoga do that? But yeah. it's not, the yoga that does that it's you it's me that didn't pay attention to some of the signals or didn't um you know do things on the other side as i was doing the right side so it's that's not on, that's not on the yoga that's on me yeah. so um i just want to make that clear because you know lots of other people have injuries as well from yoga but that's because you're not listening to your body or doing something over and over again that you don't need to do over and over and over again.
Right. That's what it, that's like with competition. I tell these um, athletes when I coach them, I'm like, you do not need to do 500 standing head to knees before you get on stage because it's there. Yeah. Like you, uh, that's, yeah. that's the lesson I've learned. Uh-huh. And did, did you practice all through your pregnancy? No, I did not. And I thought I would. Um, but this being pregnant um, totally shifted my hormones that I couldn't even be in the heat, meaning I couldn't even teach. Yeah. So I would get sick every time I would teach a class. So the heat uh, just and when I'm at sick, I would get a migraine, I would be in bed, I'd be throwing up. So we decided no, no heat for during the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, I thought I would be able to, I thought I'd be that pregnant woman in the yoga room, you know, busting out this and that. Mm -hmm. But I stayed physically active and I went to the gym. Yeah. And I did my own stretching and room temperature. And I had a great pregnancy, healthy pregnancy. And um, yeah, just the heat did not like me. Yeah. And it, does um, your son do any yoga? Is he well, he's one and a half. He's still very, you know, he's still yeah. getting his words down. But when I say yoga, he does downward dog. Oh, he does? Mm hmm yeah. Now, I don't know how he got downward. I mean, I think it's just because just it's the easiest thing. And I guess I do a lot of handstands around him. So he probably thinks that downward dog is like a handstand. <laughs> but... Yeah. So. Well, maybe, and he maybe. comes to work with me. He's a yoga baby. He already has oh. a job at the yoga studio. So yeah. maybe he was a yogi in a previous life. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to do yoga, great. If he doesn't, that is just yeah. fine. I'm just yeah. going to let him do what he wants to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, the other thing that, that I know, especially since you've been teaching for a while now, how do you think your your teaching has evolved and what's your maybe your focus has changed a little bit maybe you're focusing on one thing more than an, another can you talk a little bit about that yeah honestly i don't know like after i had renzo i went through like a down downing down phase of my teaching i felt so stagnant i felt uninspired and i'm not talking about uninspired like my surroundings were inspiring it was me like there was just something within me that that just didn't feel the teaching if that makes sense um i i maybe it's because i was just a new mom and i wanted to just experience that and having to go back to work after three months you know that was really challenging for me because i i wasn't ready you know um I wasn't ready to go back to work, but uh, you have to here pretty much, um, <laughs> unlike other countries in the world. Um, but uh, it took me a while. It took me about five months after I came back that I started to feel like inspired to teach again. And I did a few workshops here and there at uh, local studios, or we had our own guest teachers too. And Every time I would take class, I would get inspired. I don't know. It was just something in me that felt like stagnant. And, and I still have those days. I mean, I'm sure a lot of teachers do. But I don't know. After teaching for 16 years, I'm, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm questioning a lot. Questioning yeah. what's next or how do I fall in love with teaching again? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even, cause you know, the teaching is not about you, but if you aren't connected to what you're saying to yourself, then it's, you're not really teaching. And I have the good days and the bad days. I mean, there's days I don't want to teach. I go in and it's funny. The days I don't want to teach and I go in, I teach a great class. The day that I'm so excited and happy to teach, I teach a class and I, it's like, blah. It's, yeah. it's always like that. Um, that's yoga. So, you do yeah, that with your yoga, yoga practice yoga. too. And, um, yeah, I also became certified to teach yin last year. So that was actually amazing. And it was that actually has been really good for my Bikram teaching because it's like I'm, in, I'm, I'm playing with other aspects of yoga that are not related necessarily to Bikram yoga, but they're still all interconnected. Sure. So, um, and I, I think yin is a great complement to Bikram. It's amazing. And yeah. it's so funny because when I first heard about like the combo of yin and Bikram, which was years ago, this is before the hot Pilates, before the hot Pilates craze, it was all about yin, yin and Bikram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the, what the what? <laughs> it's like, this is weird. Yeah. And then I did my first yin and did Bikram. I was like, oh my God, now I know. And now I know what everyone's talking about. Yeah. I think our problem is we judge before we, we ju- I judged before, same as hot Pilates. I was like, I will never, ever do hot Pilates, ever. <laughs> and now I love hot Pilates. I think it's so much fun. I take it more than I do Bikram. And one of the reasons is because I just need a change. And yeah. my Bikram is still there. It has nothing to do with not wanting to step on a mat it's just like I just needed a change in my mind and in my body and after practicing Bikram for um 16 17 18 years almost it was just like I needed something yeah 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 I I I get it I have not tried the hot Pilates yet it's just fun it's yeah Yeah. And, and it's like it complements the Bikram so well. And what we, when we teach it at our studio, it's not like we're, the, the core, the heart is still Bikram. And when somebody comes in, we tell them that this is a Bikram yoga studio. The core of it is Bikram, but we have other classes that complement yeah. your practice. Yeah. It's not a replacement of Bikram, but it complements it. Sure. Well, you know, I'm, I'm planning to be down there for, the opening of uh, the new studio. Yeah. So if I can work it out, I'm going to maybe come up to your studio as well and try, maybe I'll try the hot Pilates. You totally should. You totally absolutely should. I don't teach it, but I, I don't really want to teach it. I feel like I found something for myself that it's just to take, you know? Right. I almost became a hot Pilates teacher because I, uh, I had it. We had a training at our studio when I was pregnant, but then I got sick because yeah. I was in heat, um, even though it was lower heat because it's not as hot as big room, but still I got sick. So, um, mm-hmm. but I've just decided that hot Pilates is going to be something that I just want to take and enjoy and not have to worry about also teaching it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, you've, got, you've got a new website coming out. Yes. Yeah, I just found out about that. What's that about? What 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 are you gonna do with that? Okay, so one of my passions, my hobbies, is YouTube. I love watching um, all different YouTube vloggers, mostly from England. I'm a huge like 
they have just the best fashion in, they call them influencers so to say um and i on my like when i have a time i just love watching their daily lives and um the fashion and the the beauty the beauty products and before i became a bikram teacher i just always loved fashion and i always loved makeup i'm also a certified makeup artist even though i don't really i don't do anything with it um and um so uh this has been going on in my mind for like the last four or five years that i wanted to do vlogging so i did start a youtube channel but i only did like five or six videos and it's still up it's what it's very um very amateur but <laughs> i started it the most important thing was that i started it Absolutely. Um, at, this, at this point with being um, a mom I think vlogging is going to is more challenging for me. I would love to eventually pick that up again, but so I am now going to stick to uh, start with blogging. Um, but the name of my YouTube channel and the name of my website they're they're exactly the same. So my channel is called It's a Fantastic Life, and mm -hmm. the website is called It's a Fantastic Life dot com, and um, it's basically just sharing my love of like different fashion and beauty and yoga and lifestyle. Um, I've written about like just five blogs right now that are going to be launched anytime soon. And I'm just excited to share. It's, mm. it's all about sharing. I don't, I, who knows what it will bring. Um, but yeah. yeah can, can you spell it out? Yes. So instead of like, it's a wonderful life, it's a syntastic life. So it's a C-Y-N-T-A-S-T-I-C. Oh, cool. Syntastic, yeah. yeah. And depending upon where, where you guys are listening to it, you might be listening on Apple or Stitcher, iHeart or one of those places. You can always go to fallingupradio.com to Cynthia's episode. And we'll have that on the episode page. Um, so awesome. if you didn't get it written down, you'll be able to see that right there and click on it and to be able to connect with her if, if you'd like. Um, Please, yes. Yeah. So I, I have a couple more questions. And, okay. you know, especially since, I mean, you and I have done yoga for a long time. And sometimes it's, I know for myself, it's, you know, I'm becoming a lot more open and compassionate with the way that I teach and much more accepting than maybe I was 20 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's easy to often forget what yoga is like for the person who really hasn't done it or hasn't done it much. So do you have any thoughts for that, that new student that may want to start yoga or, or is just starting or how to do it? You know, it's, it's really just about stepping into the room. I mean, it's just, if you feel that pull to try something new, or if you have a little inkling of a feeling to, to, to have a practice, then, you know, just give it a go, like give it a try. Um, and I think one of the hardest things for a new person is consistency and frequency you know um so what i would just you know i really tried to tell all the, the newbies is just to not not question everything 
Mm-hmm. Just not question because we we are masters of questions and complications. That's who we are. And I think this yoga practice teaches us to be like masters of peace and like silence. Um, so uh, to stop questioning every single thing and just just show up. Yeah, I, I think that that's a great insight. And if you're new and you, you haven't tried it, um, definitely give it a shot. Right. So the last time that, that we talked, um, mm-hmm. when we, we did the podcast before, a number of years ago, mm-hmm. do you remember what the last question was that I asked you? No, I don't remember. <laughs> well, let's see if this re- – re- I, I won't give you the answer. I'll okay. wait to see what you say this time. So what is your favorite ice cream? Oh, uh, hazelnut. Now you, you, you hazelnut now. Yeah, well, I like hazelnut. Yeah, like gelato. I like the hazelnut gelato. That's my favorite flavor. Do, do you remember what it used to be? Vanilla. But how about black sesame? Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Black yeah. sesame. Mm-hmm. Because that, that was like Japanese. I guess it's because I don't, yeah, it's so like Asia, I used to have that in Asia. If I would be in Asia, I'd be eating that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and they have black sesame here randomly sometimes, but yeah. I never get, yeah. yeah. That's funny, black sesame. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in life, every once in a while, we have to eat our ice cream, right? I had some last night. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I had, yeah. I'll tell you what I had. I had chocolate peanut butter cup. Wow. And like fudgy brownie flavor, but yeah. I, little two little scoops of each. Wow. I got this new little favorite thing that I do now. I take a block of tofu, you know, like you buy in the store. Uh-huh. Um, I cut it in half. I throw half in the food processor and I throw in raspberries, maple syrup, and a little bit oh. of lemon juice and I blend it up. And then I put that aside and then I do the same thing. I throw the other half in. And then I add a little bit of vanilla, uh, maple syrup, and cocoa. So now I've got um, chocolate, and I've got raspberry. I've done blueberry. I've done strawberry. You can do any flavor you want. And then I throw in some granola. I throw in, like, chocolate, and then the raspberry layer of that, and then maybe another layer of chocolate, raspberry, maybe throw some... um, walnuts on top and chop up some bananas and it's like my new favorite dessert that's great this is with tofu with tofu yeah well you've heard of nice cream right nice cream yeah yeah is, is that what they yeah, call frozen it? frozen bananas yeah blend that up and that's kind of like ice cream too yeah, right and it doesn't take very long I mean, it takes me 10 minutes to make it or something so that's, that's pretty good yeah. I Unfortunately, I just had the, the real deal last night. Just the real deal. Sometimes it's the I real deal. I do like, um, I did have the real, like, real ice cream last night. Like, no funny stuff. Just, it's actually, I think, gelato flavored. But um, we normally buy um, almond milk flavored or coconut milk flavored ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know, sometimes I think we have to have that first, dessert first, right? <sighs> sometimes, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So any, any final thoughts or can you tell the listeners your website again? Yes. So it's a 
itsacentasticlife.com should be launching anytime soon. And I'll just be sharing my thoughts on different fashion brands that I like, different beauty brands that I like, as well as yoga blogs, talking about like my yoga experience and sharing um, any golden nuggets of wisdom that I have acquired over the years and lifestyle. So lifestyle will be a little bit more about like um, reviews on places that I go to. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. much it. Fun. fun. Yeah. Well, I, I look, it's all about I trying to have some fun. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you again when, when I'm down there in, yes. uh, I'm going to be over in Tracy too. So de December when, when the official opening is. Um, so I look forward to seeing you and it's really been wonderful having you um, on the podcast again on Fallen Up Radio and um, hearing some of the same things, but more important, hearing it in a new way. And, yeah. you know, I learned a lot today and it's, it's, it's always really great to, to just talk to you and just chat about yoga and um, spread the message a little bit and um, really live it. And one of the things that I've always appreciated about you, Cynthia, is that you've always lived your yoga, no matter what's going on in, in your life. And right. um, exactly. that's what it's about. So, so thank you again for, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I yeah. hope yeah, yeah, I I always enjoy these things. So anytime. Yep. So hold on for the other side. Again, you're listening and following up radio. Be sure to share this episode with your friends. Post it on Facebook. Uh, send an email. Put it on Instagram, wherever. But just share it with your friends and uh, be sure to check out Cynthia's website. If you didn't get it written down, again, you go to followingupradio.com to. Cynthia's episode there, and the, the link will be there for you to check it out. So have an incredible day till next time. And again, thank you, Cynthia. And, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh,